Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, guys? It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome to Fightful Wrestling. We are here for the Rob Post Show, July 11th. And this is the first time in three years, I believe, that Sean Ross Sapp is missing a Raw Post Show. But, you know, he's out taking a big fat dump. So clearly, I brought the replacement for today, our special guest, Will Washington. Will, what's up? I am so happy to be here. Uh, you know, true story. I actually haven't like reviewed a raw in about three years. So it's about perfect timing that I'm here, but better question, Denise, how are you? I'm doing phenomenal. You know what? I don't care how Denise is doing at all. Uh, cause you know what, Denise, I don't know what you thought this was going to be, but this is the William R. Washington Show. That's right, I brought in the full first name and middle initial because the R stands for raw. You think you can just screw me out of Quizzlemania? Oh no, Denise, this is my show, Poser. Go take a stroll. Grapsity in the house, that is how I roll. And I will continue to roll this way until you, as host of the last Quizzlemania, do the right thing and grant me my damn trophy. You see this, you see the graphic, you see it at the bottom. Host and rightful Quizzlemania champion. I'll, I will go ahead and bring Denise back here for a brief moment, assuming she does the right thing. Denise, well, oh, she's not even here anymore. She's not even here. What are we doing here? I'm back. I didn't listen to your speech, Will. I don't give a damn about your speech, Will. <laughs> you need to stop complaining. What happened at Quizzlemania happened at Quizzlemania. It's time to move on. Are we done? Are we done? Are, are we good now, Will? Because you know what? I may have screwed. No, we're not. Is that, yeah, see, this is how this is going to go tonight. You don't get to screw me 
and then invite me on the Raw post show for Fightful and then expect that this is not how this show is going to go tonight. I'm sorry, would you would you like to talk, Denise? Yes, as a matter of fact, I would, Will. Here's what I want to say. I saw what you tried to do to me when I thought we were past this Quizzlemania incident. I saw. I saw, Will. You, you, you are not to be trusted. Keep an eye out because watch. Sleep with one eye open. Oh, see, it was a red knife. For Raw, because we're talking about Raw tonight. How about right, that? Let's get to it. <laughs> All right, guys. Now that we've had a little bit of fun here, just a heads up, uh, we are going to go ahead and recap this very, very uh, interesting show of Monday Night Raw. That's Before what we're calling we it now. Started. That's cool. <laughs> there you go. I'm trying to be nice here. You know, it would be nice a little bit. All right, guys. So heads up. If you want to get your question, comments, or statement read on the show, please keep us funded. Keep us going. Keep us going strong. Send in super chats. Send in humper chats. Send in whatever you guys want to send in as long as it's paid for. Uh, let's get. I'm going to kick things off with a couple of the super chats because we already got a couple in. So I'm going to grab some of these, and then we're going to go ahead and jump into Monday Night Raw. Um, but before we do, actually, really quickly, Will, I do have a question for you. Okay. Because you mentioned that you hadn't reviewed Raw in three years. So with that being said, like, how consistent are you with trying to, like, watch Raw, like, on a weekly I mean, basis? I, I keep up with Raw, and I've seen Raw every uh, every week. But um, about three years ago, I realized I was, like, being way too negative. And I was like, you know what? I really want to start being more positive. But it's like impossible to be positive about Raw, so I just stopped reviewing it. Uh, and I, I hosted a show that continued reviewing it for the remaining like two years, but I absolutely stopped reviewing it for actually like 2018. So it's almost been four years since I actually like espoused my views on Monday Night Raw. All righty. Well, I'm curious to see what you're going to say here today, but let's get some uh, super chats in here. Uh, this one is from the bad one, Jam Beard, who says, hashtag, we stand with Will. And alongside, we got a bunch of uh, justice for Will uh, comments here. We got one from Vlob, uh Mommy Poody, Mommy D Poody. Sorry if I messed that up. Uh, we got <laughs> hashtag justice for Will. Will Denise take big fat dumps? Joe Wood says, Will muting Denise. It's like SRS never left. I'm here for it. Uh, let's get some more comments in here this one is from jeffrey uh schofield who says i swear there were so many damn camera cuts tonight i thought i was going to have a seizure i can only imagine my uh doctor's reaction if it were to happen oh no uh we also have cameron johnson who says can i get a birthday shout out huge fan shout oh, out birthday. cameron happy Hell birthday yeah. cameron Hell yeah. Happy birthday, Cameron, dude. Thank you so much for giving us a nice super chat here on your birthday, by the way. All right. So let's get to this, guys. We do got a uh, humper chat as well that I want to read before we get started because this is a big question. This is from Simon Renshaw, Will. He says, can Denise and, and Will coexist? What do you think? I guess we'll find out by the end of this show. Okay, we'll find out by the end of this show. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. I think we're going to go into things in a nice chronological format just to make things easier. Uh, so before we go into it all, Will, 
where do you gauge this episode of Raw? Like on a scale of one to 10, where are you at? And you don't have to run down everything. Just give me like a brief uh, summary of how you felt about Raw overall today. Um, I mean, run of the mill Raw. Like it, it, there was nothing spectacular tonight. And the hard part about that is that there were things that on paper, if you told me even a couple years ago were going to happen, I'd be like, that's going to be spectacular. If you told me at any point in my life I was going to see Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio, I'd be like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. But if you told me that it's also just going to be kind of like a throwaway Raw match, that's like fine. Um, but otherwise, nothing remarkable. If you told me that I was going to see Tommaso Ciampa share a ring with AJ Styles, and uh, but then told me that Tommaso Ciampa is going to be kind of like Miz's lackey, and like ultimately the story's not going to matter, I swear to you, I would think you were completely punking me at that point. And yet, that's where we're at. Um, like on a scale of one to ten, I don't know, like a six. Like it was fine. That's uh, pretty good. A six. Is is the bar that low for Raw? Is that yeah? It's pretty today? low, Will. It's pretty low. <laughs> like if this was a scale of one to ten, I'd give it a three today. Really? Yeah, but I, you gotta you gotta understand though, Will. You gotta understand that my patience, my patience has worn out quite a bit. I got hot. I mean, maybe maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh. Maybe a three is a little bit too low. Maybe I am being a little bit mean. But uh, okay, fine. The highest I'm willing to go it. it it's a four point five. All right, let's put the difference. Let's say five. All right, it's Aww. it's. <laughs> like okay, I said, five. there was nothing five. like like the most. There was some offensive stuff on the show, and we're gonna get to it like really shortly. But for the most part, um, I was like, if if anybody who watched Scrap City this past week, by the way, Grap City every Saturday at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific, right here, YouTube.com/slash Fightful. But if you happen to watch Grap City this past week. Um, I eviscerated SmackDown. I thought that was one of the worst episodes of like pro Dude, wrestling it was television. The worst episode of SmackDown ever. I literally yeah. started off my podcast with this is the worst SmackDown I've seen all year. So thank you very much for that. Oh yeah, that was just a, a, a dreadful, dreadful episode of SmackDown. So I guess on the curve, this one was like, like I said, it was fine. Like I, at the end of the day, I didn't walk away offended. And like SmackDown was one of those shows that would have given a two out of ten simply for existing. Those are the two points it gets. It's one of those like you spell your name right on the test. At the very least, we have to give you like some points. That's what SmackDown did. As in, like the show went up, it was fine. It existed. It happened. But I don't know. This one here was fine. All right. See, I get it from that standpoint. If you're comparing uh, this past Friday SmackDown and this Monday's Raw, oh, if you compare it, it you can't even. It's apples and oranges, really. I no, it's put, like case, apples and like apples. rotten apples. No. Like that's there you go. Fine, <laughs> fine. Apples and rotten. Uh, ro what did you say? Apples and rotten apples? apples and rotten apples. Like it's not even apples and oranges. It's like apples and just like inedible shit. This isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I thought I was mean. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, but I get what you're saying, though. I honestly get what you're saying in terms of this Raw was definitely... There, there's at least something to talk about. There isn't, you know, a 20-minute segment where we're watching people model clothing for absolutely no purpose whatsoever. So that's all right. All right so that, that's what I like the best about SmackDown. Wait, that you liked that, Will? Look, okay. I will say that... <laughs> Will look no if will, you look no. Uh, no okay I will say no. that Masse and Mansois is the funniest name change. Had the look 
in the history of pro wrestling. Like, if I've ever felt like a name change, like, actually hit the mark. Because I felt like most of them, especially this year, have missed. Like, what the hell is Ciampa to anybody? Like, uh, Austin Theory cutting that promo tonight and be like, the winner, Theory. Like, not only does it not sound right, if you Google the word Theory right now, Austin Theory does not come up on, like, the first four pages. Like, it's just an absolute fail of names. But I will say that Mansoa, like, had me falling out of my chair as a name. So therefore, MMM is winning with me. It's like... Will, Will, <laughs> stop. Stop, Will. Okay, it's a name. I get it. You like the name Monsoir. Fine, whatever. I didn't need X amount of minutes that that show was wasted on watching guys post freaking H&M clothes that I see when I walk down the mall. I could just walk down and see the mannequins do it. This was not, this was, I hated it. It was like the worst thing I had seen in a very, very long time. Like I was sitting there thinking, where did I go wrong in my life? How did I end up here? I'm never going to get those minutes back in my life, Will. And it's people like you, Will, that that's the reason why I'm sitting here watching it because of freaking Monsoir. 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 Yes, Monsoir and Monsoir. Get it right, Denise. Damn it. I'm so pissed off right now. I can't even <laughs> believe this. And on this argument here, uh, we actually have a uh, Valab who sent in a Humper chat saying uh, that he actually thought that uh, MMM was the best part of SmackDown. It's hilarious, entertaining. I'll take everything. I'll take entertaining over bad sports entertainment. Where was this entertaining? Where? Besides the name, Will, where was the entertainment? I'm it's, asking an honest to God question. Okay, genuinely, I don't see it. I'm not genuinely, a it's, I just don't see it. It's just perfectly stupid, and that—that's it for me. I there's nothing I'm like genuinely enjoying about it as much as I can recognize it for the stupid. Like, obviously, if this is something I am rating on a scale of, did I enjoy this as professional wrestling content? No, not at all. Uh, but I will say that it is still some of the least offensive pro wrestling content on that show. Like, again, if you told me a year ago that one day I was going to see Drew McIntyre go one-on-one -on -one with Pete Dunne in the main event of a television show on Fox, I would have been like, hell yeah, sign me up. And then you follow up with, and it's going to go a minute and 12 seconds, and Pete Dunne is going to be completely squashed. Also, his name is Butch. Don't ask me. You'll find out in a year. Um, that... That, to me, was the most offensive part. And it came after two hours of hyping up a different match. That, to me, was well, the most offensive thing on that show. I've lost faith in humanity. I can feel my tears. <laughs> I want to cry on this podcast. Joel Wood sends in a Humper Chat saying, uh, MMM is gold, Denise. Admit it. We'll probably filled out an application for the website. Where? Who are you people? Why are you saying this? Will, what kind of cult are you leading? No. This is... No. No. Where are the normal people out there that know that this was terrible? They're out there, right? I don't know. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it is definitely my type of humor. And I recognize that uh, if you I'm like, I'm depressed. Well, thank you. You just put me into a hole of depression. Well, let's talk about Raw. No, let's let's talk, talk about. about I don't want to yeah, talk about let's... this whole freaking modeling thing anymore. I'm so upset right now. Um, <laughs> let's actually get into something I want to talk about because this was the one and the major highlight for me 
of Monday Night Raw was half of this opening segment. It wasn't even the entire thing. It was. I'm curious which half segment. because I, I oh, want to know oh, where oh, we're you at. Know on what this. half? I think it's very simple. What half? So, anyways, we got Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's back. He comes out, you know, looking like a cowboy king. Whatever. I just made that up. Uh, we all know that we're heading into because it's been announced, uh, Brock and Roman for the, I think, 100th time. I already lost count as to how many times that's been happening. He comes out and he starts saying how Roman Reigns has been living like a king ever since he won the titles. Uh, he starts going into these, like, quotes where he says that uh, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. And he ties this all in and calls uh, Roman Reigns the tribal hog. And you know we're going to be hearing that a bunch of times. We have Paul Heyman coming out. Paul Heyman basically tells Brock Lesnar that he does that Roman Reigns does not care if he sends Brock Lesnar to a morgue. Then we have Austin Theory coming out, and he's been taunting. He taunted uh, Roman Reigns over on SmackDown with the briefcase. He comes out, and I actually like that he did this because I completely forgot that Theory uh, was thrown off the pod by Brock Lesnar at the Elimination Chamber. So I did appreciate that little throwback, and usually when we have to watch these video packages, I don't really care for them, but this time it made sense to me. Then, my favorite part of this, we had Gable and Otis come out and try to take down Brock Lesnar. Bless their hearts because they took a living beating from hell by Brock Lesnar. Uh, we saw Brock uh, suplex Gable multiple times, one even into the camera, which made for a glorious shot. Uh, first, he throws Otis out of the ring, and then eventually he ends up F5-ing him into the table. This was beautiful stuff. I just love seeing Brock Lesnar just beat both of these guys up. So I really did enjoy this uh, portion of uh, Raw. So with that being said, Will, thoughts on Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar again? Thoughts on this entire segment? And how did you feel about the beatdown? And don't you dare say that you didn't like this beatdown when you just said you like this freaking mm -mm -mm thing. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, mm -mm -mm. so... <laughs> uh. Remember how I said I haven't watched, or not watched, I haven't reviewed Raw in about four years, right? That was what I said. A big part of what made me stop wanting to talk about Raw was Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar feeling like a tired program in 2018. Welcome back, and, Will. I know. So how fitting that being asked to review Raw again, I get to talk about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar a way more tired program in 2022 than it was in 2018. So um, we'll start with what I didn't like about the promo, which is good because I get to start with the promo uh, because I thought Brock here was whack. Um, first off, he like came out and put on the Texas accent and then like didn't stop. And uh, I like I thought, oh, he's just gonna like say howdy to the crowd. And then he just like keeps talking in this Texas accent. And I'm like, what is he doing here? Like what, who in any form of like likable baby faces would just start talking like that? And But Brock Lesnar is, and he just keeps doing it. And then I thought like uh, his interactions with Heyman would have been better from like a wittier person. But like Brock is like, I've got three things for, for Piggy Heyman up here. Oink, oink, oink. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, th this would have been so much better from somebody who is far more clever. And Brock Lesnar is just not. Like Brock Lesnar works when he's just saying things like, oh, I just want to kick the shit out of you. And like he had some of that in this promo, but for the most part, like I am not into... uh dancing cowboy brock lesnar 
Uh, you don't like I, Funny Brock? No, because he's not funny. What? He's like, funny. He's, no, he's what not. What are you talking about? When he does but, the little thing and he, he has some funny moments. Maybe it's just bad experiences with guys in cowboy hats in uh, Texas hack accents. But um, I will say. Well, this that... is going in an entirely different direction. I have no idea that I think I understood what's going on there. Could be. Where are you but... trying to get at, Will? Where are you trying to get at? What experiences have you had in Texas with guys in cowboy hats? <laughs> Actually, you know what? And it happened in San Antonio. But. We'll save that for another day. Save that for an episode of Grapsity. Saturdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, YouTube.com slash Fightful. But, uh, so, I didn't like Brock here uh, really at all. I feel like the promo did pick up when Paul Heyman kicked in. And then, of course, because Paul Heyman, he's, he's an excellent orator. But at the end of the day, I've seen all of this. I saw all of this. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Earlier this year. When you tried to sell me on this being the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. And it wasn't even like top three matches on that night's WrestleMania. So like, I saw this, I thought it was over with. I've not only seen this, I've seen this at SummerSlam. SummerSlam 2018, the main event was Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And it didn't deliver then. This match, for as many times as we've seen it, has delivered like twice. And uh, and even then, I've gone back and watched the first one. And I'm like, did I like this? Or did I just like it better than I thought I would? So therefore, I don't hate it. And I just feel like these two, for as much as they've tried to sell me on the idea that this is a uh, an all-time rivalry, I just don't feel like the matches have clicked in ways that like other Brock Lesnar matches have clicked. Like Brock Lesnar, I can't believe I've seen this match 2,000 times. But meanwhile, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles is a match I've seen once. Brock Lesnar versus Brian Danielson is a match I've seen once. Brian da- or, uh, Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk was a match I got to see one time. But this shit, you just continue to pile it on. And I've, and it, like I said, it doesn't deliver. This one might simply because it could be a whole bunch of plunder. But again, something tells me it'll go less than 10 minutes and uh, it'll it'll start off really boring and then kick into overdrive in those last couple of minutes. I, I, I've seen this. I've seen it all. Uh, and then again, uh, theory comes out. Uh, you Are you can, a theory fan? Not in the slightest. So you can also put me in the box of people who like not quite sold on theory. Like, 
every wrestler I've ever talked to has told me that this guy is the the future of the wrestling business. And so really, yes. And so uh, wrestlers are all sold on theory. Like it's one of those things where um, 10 years ago, everybody, regardless of the reactions online, everybody kind of coalesced around Roman because they were like, look, Roman, we love Roman. We don't care what the fans think. We love Roman. You could talk to anybody back then 10 years ago, and they would have said that Roman is going to be the guy just because they all loved Roman and all felt like he had something to offer. I see a lot of that right now for theory uh, and that a lot of people and a lot of guys were around him in the Indies and all of that. So like they also know him, but pretty much a lot of people are on board with Austin theory uh, being the guy that said, uh, there's a lot of things that could be there and just aren't there yet. Uh, I feel like, Again, it's kind of like the. I, I always feel like Money in the Bank is a little bit of a cheat code, and they did like the cheat code without like at least playing two levels of the game. Where I feel like Austin Theory hasn't quite had that moment to feel like okay, he's ready, he's going to be the guy. He hasn't yet, had a star making moment. He hasn't quite had a star making moment. He hasn't had a star making performance to me, and he's had some good performances. Don't get me wrong. I just don't feel like that star making performance has existed for him. And then. I I don't know. The the selfie shtick isn't quite, uh, doesn't feel main event level to me. Uh, it definitely feels like something you would have stuck on a kind of a hokey mid-carter. And this here, so I remembered that F5 taking place off the Elimination Chamber earlier this year and thinking, man, that looked whack. I hope they never show that again. And then, uh, look at him, like he landed on his feet. Like it didn't even look good when it happened. And so they go to show it again, and I, like, start grimacing a little bit. I'm like, oh, crap, they're going to show that again? And then they didn't. They blacked it out when it, like, goes to hit the ground. Um, it Like, seconds before the ground, they black it out. And I was thinking one of two things. This is either, like, you know, when you try to not give away pay-per-view like WWE has done for the last 40 years, uh, you don't show the full shot of things. But they at least show, like, a still. But this just went black when he fell. And I thought, no, they know. They know how bad that F5 looked, that it's, like, devastating in theory. Uh-huh. But it, him hitting the ground, like, looks so whack that that's not something you could show to really sell Brock Lesnar on anything. Really, the only thing I liked here was Otis getting tossed around. But also... I like tag team wrestling. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a really big tag team guy. So also seeing tag teams, especially ones that have been champions this year, uh, get slaughtered by one guy that also doesn't sit well with me. So it's like, yeah, it was a cool beat down, but also, don't why were we the doing? Beat down, Will. I like the beat down. <laughs> no. Let's get some thoughts in here from people. Uh, we got a hump for chat here from Brandon and Edmund who says, so Brock kills hogs every day. That seems excessive. And Paul is going to get Roman to stick his hand up Brock's ass. Um, Yeah, big fan of Fightful. So here's five bucks. Thank you very much for setting this in. We appreciate it. Uh, we got another one here from um, Mac Bronson who says, tried watching. Shout Ryan. out Mac, by the way. Hold on. I have to give a shout out to Mac. Go for it. Um, because this is the first time I got to do it here. I always give him shout outs on on Grapsity, but Mac from Brooklyn. Um, so for those that don't know, I hosted a show called RBR, uh, and I hosted it for about 16 years before I moved over to Fightful. And Mac was a frequent caller in to RBR every week 
Um, and I, it was always just the coolest thing. I always loved hearing Mac from Brooklyn. I always got excited when I heard Mac from Brooklyn. I can't even say his last name because to me, you will always be Mac from Brooklyn every single time you call, uh, every single time I say your name. His name now. <laughs> yes, you're just Mac from Brooklyn to me. Um, but shout out, Mac. Uh, always glad even to see your name here on uh, Raw Post. Hell yeah. Well, he says, tried watching Raw again after post-season uh, of All-American ended. And nope, I'll just stick to the premium live events. I don't blame you. I know a lot of people that just come in for the pay-per-views. I used to be like that for a Was while. Was that a so super chat or a humper chat? That looks like a... That's a super chat, but I got it all up in here. <laughs> yes. It just happened this way, okay? It just happened this way, Will. All right? As long as people's uh, comments are being shown. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got another one from Manuel Toledo Campos, who says, the Reigns versus Lesnar feud is worse now just because it's a rivalry between two parties timers so it's even harder to get invested in hashtag justice for mm-mm-mm and will i gotta say mm-mm-mm, by the way it just it, it makes it better okay yes. it makes it better um all righty so let's go Kanye ahead and West continue on from here because we'll talk more about theory uh later on tonight but let's go ahead and jump into our next topic here uh, let's get into uh, the Judgment Day and the Mysterios here. So how did you feel about this? Because what we had here was the Judgment Day telling Dominic he needs to make his own way. Rey Mysterio has been a bad father. Ask him, They ask him to join the Judgment Day. This turns into a brawl that turns into a match between Rey Mysterio and Finn Balor, which is actually a pretty uh, good little match that they had there. Finn Balor gets the win. Uh, Will. Thoughts on what you've seen so far on Dominic Mysterio? How do you feel Don't about the Mysterious? <laughs> Mysterios? Excuse me, you threw me off with your reaction. <laughs> I think your reaction told me everything. And then um, just the overall thoughts on what we've seen on the Judgment Day and how you felt about this segment. Okay, so remember how I said over the past few years, I've tried to be a lot more positive and I've tried to put out more of a positive vibe. So I'll say Dominic Mysterio is tall. <laughs> bro bro <laughs> will you literally just said he ain't shit <laughs> you literally said he ain't shit without saying it <laughs> i'm a read in between the lines kind of gal will. i know i know look i bet dominic could have a great nxt run one day and i hope he does have a great nxt run i hope Dominic Mysterio has an NXT run soon. Bless his heart. Okay, that's usually what I say. I say I stole that from uh, Luke Owen over on Wrestle Talk. Bless his cotton socks. Bless his heart. Whatever. Um, in terms of like Dominic, I feel bad. He does. He needs. He needs to grow. It's just not working right now, based on what we've seen. And unfortunately, to me, it's kind of taken a lot out of Rey Mysterio, which is horrifying to say because there is nobody like Rey Mysterio. So to be able to say something like that, I hate the words coming out of my own mouth. Now, uh, in terms I, of I, hearing... the chat, by the way, is questioning. They're like, is he really that tall? No, I don't think you can't even let him have that. You have Bro, to let he's him like in... 5'10. You have to let him at least have that. Look, okay, he's taller well, than Ray. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. <laughs> According to Google, he's 6'1, so we know that's BS. He's probably like 5'10, 5'11. He just looks taller next to Ray Mysterio. 5'10, 5'11, that's an average guy, Will. Yeah, so he ain't even. 
<laughs> All right. Bless his heart. Um, in terms of the, you know, this whole thing with the judgment day and the Mysterios, I feel like right now is the time to like, if you're going to try to establish the judgment day as something cool, as something kick-ass, I almost don't want to see them in any sort of program with the Mysterios because right now the Mysterios are kind of like, they're kind of, I, I don't know. I don't want to say jobbers because Ray Mysterio's no jobber, but it's like, they're just not feeling important or like the thing you want to see on television together as an item separately with Rey Mysterio just doing his own thing. I'm here for it, man. But together, it kind of does suck the fun out a little bit. Okay. Uh, I feel like this could go in a good direction. I think it, I don't know if it'll work, but I think it needs the Dominic turn. I think he has to. He has to try something new, something different. I feel like every babyface that's ever flopped has found their redemption in a heel turn. And uh, even the ones that took way too long, Roman Reigns. But like, uh, I, I feel like um, every successful babyface really in the history of pro wrestling, except for like Rey Mysterio, is rooted in a successful heel. You know, it, it took uh, a heel run that went well, and then usually you just kind of let the fans pull them back toward the babyface side. Pretty much everyone in history. Yeah, it's really like Rey and Hogan, right? I guess they're like the two off the top of my head. But I feel like Dominic should probably start exploring working like a heel. And I don't just mean that as in terms of character. I don't just mean that in terms of being on the mic. But I mean like in the ring. I feel like him trying to do Ray's style isn't for him. Uh, and I would like to see him try to explore more of a cerebral style in the ring. And I think that would probably be better for him. So I think ultimately this has to end in him turning and joining uh, Judgment Day and crossing his father and and... How could he? And then bring back Ray's original WWE tag team partner, Edge, to then tag with Ray Mysterio. Ray and Edge then get to go up against the Judgment Day. Uh, I'll say this. I hated the Judgment Day four weeks ago. I thought that this was the, some of the lamest work Edge has done in his career. Um, and that is ahead of Spear, 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 Spear. Um, but... So far, as just a duo, I actually don't mind. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind them as a duo. Yeah. A and I appreciate that Balor got the win here on his own, clean, as a heel. Because I worried a little bit about him joining this group and us not getting the flashes of the Balor we got to see in NXT. Uh, just to, And I mean most recent NXT run. So... Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind uh, really any of this. And if it does end in Dominic getting to do something new, uh, I'm all in. I think at this point, it's just a matter of like, all right, you need to change things because what we're doing right now with Dominic is not working. So I do, do, -do get baby. your perspective. And I feel like they should give this a try. And if it stinks, then I don't know what's going to happen at this point. Because this is, it, you know, him joining the Judgment Day, this is going to be like his test. Like, okay, you didn't work here. Let's see how you can work in this dynamic here. So if it doesn't work out for Dominic there, then, oh, man, then I, I don't I know. I mean, then he can, like, down. I mean, then he could like, sell timeshares in the Caymans or something like Army Hammer. But, like, uh, I, as far as 
salvaging Dominic as a wrestler, I think a heel turn is very necessary. So hopefully it works out for him. All right, let's see what happens. Anyways, all right, let's go ahead and move on. And we didn't even get any like Humper chats on this, which tells me, oh, now just one came in. Okay, never mind. One just came in here. Uh, but I was like, okay, usually that tells you what people want to talk about. Uh, but the bad uh, one, JM Beard says, uh, I've always wanted to see Ray as a heel in WWE. Thank yeah. you for sending this in as well. All right, now let's go ahead and jump into our next segment. Uh, we got Becky Lynch coming out here. She's pissed off on the microphone. You know, she's going off, talking about how she wants her rematch with Bianca, how it's not fair that Carmella's the one getting this match. We end, we end up getting a rematch between Bianca Belair and Carmella for the Women's Championship. Uh, but uh, even though Carmella wins, she doesn't end up getting the title because it ended up being during uh, via countouts due to Becky Lynch essentially causing this distraction uh, for Bianca Belair to get uh, counted out. Now, Will, I don't like these things. And man, I remember when I don't, I, I had the audacity, Will, when the whole thing between Becky Lynch and Dana Brooke went down with the 24 7 championship. I had the audacity, I had the nerve oh, to no. tweet my real opinions on that on Twitter. And I was gentle about it. And boy, <laughs> did I get ripped to shreds by people who did not like that. I didn't like that. Anyways, with that being said, I this had This is why I don't tweet about feelings. Raw at all. <laughs> I had similar feelings about this Bianca Belair Carmella match, but this time I'm saving it for the podcast, not putting it on Twitter. Um, I hated this. I'm sorry, but I feel like there are certain people that are on the roster that are established as like just above and beyond. Like not just, you know, you can say you're or you're your WWE superstar, right? Like everybody's a WWE superstar. If you're part of the roster, you're a WWE superstar. But there's people that are above and beyond that. Bianca Belair, she's above and beyond that, okay? And with that being said, I think certain people should be treated differently in terms of how they're protected and the things that they do for their character and this and that and how they work things out. Now I get it. They want to have Becky Lynch get pissed they want to have Bianca Belair pissed at Becky Lynch. I get it. I get why they did all of this. But I do not want to see one of their best workers in the company lose a match via countout in the way that it happened here today. For me, I don't care if it, fur if it, if it fur in their eyes furthers this story because there's other ways in which they can do it. This, to me, makes your, cha makes your champion look like, you know, not the brightest bulb in the room. And I don't like that because we all know that's not Bianca Belair. So with that being said, I personally am not a fan of this type of stuff. I think certain people should be uh, protected a little bit more because of the star that they are. So Will, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, so, again, this is one of those times where uh, I saved some thoughts. Um, so before this match took place, I went and watched the Money in the Bank match because I only saw one thing from Money in the Bank and that was the tag title match because everybody said, hey, you should go watch this. And it was definitely a tag title match. Um, and then we, uh, and I saw Liv Morgan's cash in, but the one thing that I hadn't seen, and I'm a big Bianca Belair fan was Bianca Belair versus Carmella. And I thought that match at money in the bank was no good. Um, but 
I thought this was better. And I thought, hey, this is the proper way to blow off this feud that you weren't expecting to have. You're having a much better match uh, between these two individuals who uh, really have a long storied history. Uh, so long, in fact, that they once used this match to bait and switch people at SummerSlam last year, last year because they thought people were sick of it. Uh, and so seeing it here, I thought, actually, it, they're doing pretty well here. And uh, I actually like that KOD into X-Factor reversal. Um, and really, I thought there were multiple times where, you know, had they just ended the match on a actual ending uh this would have been a great blow off to the feud and then you transition over into bianca belair versus becky lynch i never like champions getting counted out what are you stupid you're a champion like we've we've seen this a million times i mean you know how matches work uh, you know the rules right like you know the rules you know the rules you can hear somebody counting behind you uh i i, I assume you can hear it because i can hear it watching the tv uh and then I didn't like the fact that, oh, this is a way to do a triple threat, isn't it? Um, no, 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 I don't want it. Don't say that. Take it back, Will. Um, because then I'm like, but didn't I just see a triple threat with like two of these three? Uh, so I don't know. I didn't like the count out finish. I didn't like that the show had another finish that wasn't a finish. Oh, yeah. Uh, and... I don't know what are we doing here. What, what, are, are we going with the triple threat? Because like, I hope not. I just don't think they should, and I don't think they should, and I hope they don't. Uh, I don't think they should, but also, but it's only two more raws until SummerSlam, right? So uh, yeah. at this point, uh, if you don't get Carmella out now, you're not going to, and I think they are going to do the three way. Well, I mean, personally, I don't think they should, but there's a good chance that they are. Now that you said it, too, and we should have seen it coming. But I really hope they don't, Will. I don't know what else to say. I mean, wait, you know what? Maybe it won't be too bad. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'm being mean. Maybe I'm going to try to be a little positive. Maybe try a little bit positive, right? If they had, you know, Becky Lynch is great. Bianca Belair is great. Carmella does what she needs to do. She gets in there. She gets the job done, right? You know what? They could probably make this three-way work with their dynamics of all three of them. They could probably make it work. So I'm not going to be like super against it by any means, but uh, we all know that Becky Bianca is the better match. But again, we saw that just recently at WrestleMania. It was phenomenal. Best match by far out of those two nights for me, at least. Uh, and so, I mean, I think that's fine. You know what? If you want to add Carmella, I'm not going to be like super upset about it. Yeah, I, like I said, we just saw a three-way, though, with Bianca and Becky Lynch and Asuka, literally at uh, Hell in a Cell. So I'm I, I'm a little bit uh, leery of having another three-way uh, for the women's title so soon after we just saw one. And let's get some comments in here. We got one from Orion Ben 666 who sent in a super chat saying, I was actually into the Bianca Carmella match then. And then unfortunately, it was essentially kind of ruined with the count out uh, ending. So sorry about that, uh, Orion Ben. Uh, we got one from Maddie Patton who says, is there an update on Rhea's return? Um, I know she was supposed to come soon. And uh, in terms of like now, I don't know because I know she's kind of dealing with a, a couple of things that, you know, and she 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 spoke about it on Instagram when she told people like, you know, um, 
about them not being able to see it doesn't mean that she's not necessarily her. And I forget the exact uh, words that she used in that comment. So uh, as of right now, I don't think there's anything else. Will, have you heard anything? No, uh, I haven't heard anything uh, along those lines. Um, I know that it was anticipated initially that it wasn't going to be as bad as it turned out to be. But other than that, uh, nothing. Yeah, it seems it's yeah, it definitely seems like it's been a little bit longer than they might have anticipated. If she can be back for SummerSlam, a four way, I wouldn't necessarily mind just to do something different Dude. than a triple threat. Well, yeah, because we eventually got to get that Bianca Belair, uh, Rhea Ripley match. Because I know, you know, that's something that a lot of people want to see, definitely myself included. And I feel that definitely has to, and they're going to have to make up for it at some point, right? Yep. Matter of fact, Kai just sent the super chat saying the exact same thing. Oh, cool. That's good to know. Thank you so much for sending that in. Right on time, bro. All right. Well, now let's go ahead and take a quick look at some of our sponsors. Here we go. We talk a lot about performance here at Fightful. And you know if you want that performance, you want Athletic Greens 1. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. So excited to work with Athletic Greens. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And you might be asking, what is Athletic Greens? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I took multivitamin tablets before this. Uh, our strength and conditioning coach said you should probably move on to something more digestible. Recommended AG1. I loved it. I love how it made me feel. Love the energy that it gave me. And it got me a whole lot more vitamins than I was taking in general because it absorbs a lot better. Athletic Greens 1. It effectively replaces all those products, pills, with one healthy drink. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and check them out on Twitter at Athletic Greens. Let them know you heard about them from us. Alrighty, we're back. So let's go ahead and jump right into our next segment. My favorite of it all, Miss TV. I look forward to Miss TV every single week, Will. Are you what is wrong with you? I, I was being sarcastic. Okay. Yeah, did you not get my sarcastic tone? I look yeah. forward to Miss TV every single week. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if this was like, no, I'm just like overly enthusiastic about Miss TV. No, All no, right. I hate Miss TV. Anyways, whatever. So we get Miss TV and our guest today. I keep wanting to say Tomasa Champa, but they dropped the Tomasa. Where did they drop the Tomasa? It's just Champa now. Yep. People just don't have first names. They just, yeah. they're literally just words. I forget That's... sometimes. I'm like, this is, if, you, if this is what I know you as, this is what you're going as. All right. Anyways, Chapa starts going off about how he wants all of these things in WWE, starts mentioning all of these moments, SummerSlam matches, WrestleMania main events, et cetera, all of that good stuff. Miz basically says, you know, that's something that he tried giving to Logan Paul. And then we end up getting a video from Logan Paul on TV, on pre recorded video on the Tron. And and he basically tells Miz, I don't want anything to do with you. And then we have AJ Styles eventually come out. And he starts going off about how the Miz has tiny balls. Because, well, in case you didn't know, that's the new thing now. We've been hearing about the Miz's tiny balls for the last couple of weeks now. And I was not the person that was like, 
laughing when this first happened and now it's the joke that's been overplayed constantly but since they do have i believe they have a t-shirt out now for it so i'm like okay well we're gonna have to keep hearing about the mrs very tiny balls ezekiel comes out introduces himself to aj and then basically announces that this is no longer going to be a handicap match this is going to be a tag team match we get aj and ezekiel teaming up against trump and Miz. and uh this match you mentioned earlier how we had a funky finish and we had a DQ ending in this match here uh, with Ciampa just freaking going crazy on AJ. And then afterwards, we get uh, AJ taking out uh, Ciampa with a crossbody and the Miz just like leaves and is just like, I don't want anything to do with this. So with that quick recap, Will, how did you feel? How do you feel about this pairing between uh, Miz and Champa? And also, how do you feel about the direction that they're going in in terms of uh, Logan Paul coming into the company? All of that good stuff. You don't look very pleased. Can you ask me literally anything else? I just. I, okay. Will. I mean, ask me my thoughts on like Fine. I don't know the Stranger Things finale or like anything else because. There is nothing I want to talk about less than this Mrs. Balls joke. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. People, I thought like, okay, I figured like, okay, guys are going to think this is funny, right? Maybe it's because I'm a girl. Maybe I don't think it's funny. But clearly, you're just proving my point that it's just not funny across it's the board. It's not funny. And right? like, I guess like, I have an eight-year-old son, by the way. He thinks it's funny. He's like, <laughs> balls. the word balls. That's I know. All that's all it's it like, is. Oh, balls. It's like, it's like, is there a word that you still laugh at when you still hear it? I mean, I don't know. I, I do. I, I mean, I, I think I, I, th- I think farts are funny still. But like, um, <laughs> I... <laughs> thank you. Fart. See, <laughs> so you laughed. Fart. Yes. But that said... No, I don't think this is funny at all. And on top of that, okay, let's look. Logan Paul performed at WrestleMania. He did. So therefore, I'm not like against necessarily the idea of Logan Paul coming in full time. Um, but also, a lot of you know the Pauls for various different reasons, right? You know them for uh, boxing, you know them for YouTube. I have two children. One is 11, the other is 8. So my exposure to the Pauls is an old Disney show called Bizarre Vark, uh, in, which the, uh, in which Jake Paul was a regular cast member of, and Logan Paul, I believe, made regular appearances on. So I saw the Pauls on Bizarre Vark back in the day. Uh, and I want to say back in the day, but that was only like four years ago. But my kids were into Bizarre Vark. So to me, I'm just like, oh, the Disney Channel dude is now on WWE television. That's how I see this. Uh, this would be like if, like, I guess if you're a 30-something, if like, um, uh, what, what, what's a good example? Um, Shia LaBeouf back in the day just like started wrestling, right? Like, but it, but you like knew him from Even Stevens, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's now a professional wrestler. Like that's how it feels knowing that Logan Paul is like in pro wrestling i know he's done other stuff but to me i just know him as like dude i saw on disney channel because i have children uh i like how you emphasize (laughs) that like i'm not just chilling here watching the disney channel at my age 
No, I'm I'm a Nickelodeon guy. But uh, so Disney, but like either way, the my point here is, I don't give a shit about any of this. I don't give a shit about Logan Paul. Um, and I hope that I can be made to. I hope that one day, like his matches can deliver. Uh, I don't necessarily know how that happens uh, with the Miz. Um, and that's I get it a hot take because uh, there's a lot of people who uh, equate Miz's longevity with quality. Um, I'm not one of those people. I am in no ways a Miz guy. And uh, I I think things getting involved with Miz are consistently dragged down by him. AJ Styles is is an example of that here. Uh, what happened with Elias, by the way? Wasn't something supposed to happen with Elias over the last couple of weeks? He came in, he was wearing a beard. They, he's like, oh, you know, I'm doing just... They had a conversation on the couch. Right. And but- basically, we're, the understanding is that the, what we're supposed to believe is that he's legitimately the brother of uh, I, Elias, right? So that's why they brought him out there to essentially prove that he's no longer... Uh, I get that. <laughs> kind but, of trying to like, you know, like... But didn't they advertise... Kevin Owens and all of that. They advertised... I think at one point they even advertised a third brother. Yeah, they advertised yeah. like last week they were going to do something and then that didn't happen. They said, well, next week it's actually going to happen. And now it's just like gone. What happened with all of that? What were they promoting? I didn't see it. I could have sworn they pushed... The Elias stuff to this week, and I should be paying more attention. (laughs) I don't recall uh, anything being mentioned about the follow up to Elias. Like, chat, let me know what happened with. um, And I guess they're saying in the chat, um, somebody said, "I think Kevin Owens is injured." I don't know what the deal with Kevin Owens is, but did they just like scrap the Elias stuff because? Yeah, and that's right. Elrod, the other brother, was supposed to be here. Yeah, Elrod. They promoted the other brother. I thought he was going to come out at some point. They just dropped all of that. What happened? A little break. A little break. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. Someone says that Owens was at the NHL for the draft this weekend. Maybe that could be it. Elrod hasn't signed his release yet. (laughs) Is he on an NDA? Well, I definitely want to. Uh, I definitely want to see, uh, and a lot of people are saying about Kevin Owens and uh, the injury. Okay, so yeah, I definitely want to see Alrod there. So I'm sorry, I'm on that boat right now. All right, so I guess we're kind of on board. I feel like you shared a lot of the same similar sentiments about how I felt. I'm just glad you said it, so I don't have to be the person to. Yeah, you know it's weird. Uh, Denise and I actually for uh, being mortal enemies at the moment. We tend to vibe on most things except for uh, male models. I was going to say, except for male models. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what our, what do we share common interest? We we Um, vibed off of Mariah Carey. We got that going. Yeah. I mean, I will say most things wrestling, we tend to uh, be on the same page on. And uh, I say that now knowing that at some point I will sell you on uh, Max's male models. Um, It's just a Will, Will, no. I'm not even like, I'm like, I'm being nice about it right now. Like I'm putting on a smile. (laughs) You should have seen how I looked when I was watching SmackDown. Okay. Like (laughs) this is my, I'm on camera face and I'm going to be so nice about everything. Even when I'm being mean, you know, no, in real life, man, I was like, freaking over it i was so over this mmm stuff i'm still am over i legitimately do not like it like this is me being serious i legitimately do not like it i need the people to know that this is me (laughs) why did did you get serious too i was gonna say this is my serious face okay shit is awesome 
<laughs> I hate you, Will. I hate you. I'm sorry. I cannot not agree. No, we're with we're that. gonna mute here. We're gonna gonna end all MMM slander. It's not what happens here. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I can't hear. Goddamn point here. Will, <laughs> I'm gonna prove a goddamn point right this freaking second. Okay. Just look. Give me five seconds. We're gonna have a little bit of dead audio here. I'm gonna, just five seconds, okay? Tell me, how is this entertaining? That was just okay. Five I want somebody to clip. That was just I want somebody to seconds. clip just that clip right there. Prop it. Make sure you have just Denise. I want the modeling music, and you will see why that's entertaining. Will, I just literally ruined five seconds of everybody's life here. Oh no! Get that back, okay? Now, <laughs> you, just, you just enhance everybody's Twitter. I don't care about their goddamn names. <laughs> Look. And they did that shit for like two minutes each, okay? I swear to God. And here's the thing. The freaking outfits didn't even change, Will. They were the same goddamn outfit. In freaking fashion shows, you're supposed to change the outfit. <laughs> Will, I'm freaking pissed off that you like this. I'm pissed off that your people like this. It's bullshit. It's the dumbest thing ever, okay? It was a waste of my life that I'm never going to get back, okay? I don't have time to spare anymore. I'm <laughs> Time's ticking, okay? You're going to remember just on your deathbed, like, if there's anything, like, Grandma, do you wish that there was anything that you could have changed about your life? And you're like, yes, those 10 minutes that I watched Max's Male Models. No, it's oh. maximum male models. Maximum male models. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, when I die, um, you know, I freaking I had I had said previously on another show on Russell Talk that I wanted my tombstone to say I don't know shit about shit. Nah, the the quote from Pat McAfee. Now nah, I wanted to say <laughs> I wasted twenty minutes of my life. Twenty minutes because I'm adding the ten minutes I spend here arguing about maximum male models. Freaking watching Mosle Monsoir. Macaroons. Uh, hating hating ass Denise. Was it tennis She's gear or was it golf? I don't even remember. What was it? Tennis? Golf? Golf? Go, go, go. I don't even know. I think it was tennis gear, I'm but. <laughs> All right. I'm not talking about this no more. All right. I'm moving on. Oh my God. We have so many MMM uh, <laughs> chats. I'm going to read those afterwards, okay? I'm going to read them later on on the show. But we need to talk about Dewdrop and Nikki versus Asuka and Alexa. This was a very, very fast match. Quick match. Bliss picks up the win for her uh, team after Nikki hit, uh, after uh, DDT. Asuka and Alexa get the win. Thoughts on this, Will? I don't have anything to say. There's not much to I'm say. Too, I'm a little bit like not in the right headspace right now. There wasn't a whole lot to say. Uh, pretty much Twitter lit up. As soon as this match hit with, uh, hey, remember those WWE tag titles, the women's tag titles? Remember those? And people were like, well, this could be the match that like kind of gets things started because Dewdrop and um, Nikki A.S.H. have already been teaming. So this could be a good way to shit. Nope. It was, uh, look, the amount of time it took me to talk about that uh, was like longer than that match actually was. Uh, I told people, by the way, uh, if you look back at the day the... Um, 
the women's tag title tournament was announced, I posted a picture of Vicky Guerrero asking Hornswoggle for the cruiserweight title. And I po- put no caption with that. The reason I posted that was because uh, history lesson for our younger viewers here. In 2007, <laughs> WWE um, had a cruiserweight champion. It was Hornswoggle. And Hornswoggle, when that happened, also happened to be in the midst of being revealed to be Mr. McMahon's illegitimate son. So we had that storyline going. And so in order to remove Hornswoggle from the cruiserweight picture, they had him stripped of the cruiserweight title. And then they announced on WWE.com that don't worry, folks. There will be a tournament to crown a new cruiserweight champion now that Hornswoggle's been stripped of the belt. And then the belt was just quietly moved to the retired section of titles, and the cruiserweight title was never mentioned again, and they launched the new cruiserweight title in 2016, which also got uh, eventually retired. But my point was, my thoughts on the second they said, we have a tournament coming for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles at a later date, my immediate thought was, I'm having flashbacks of the cruiserweight title that they never followed up on, that they never did a tournament for. They just quietly removed from television, and it was gone after stripping the champion of it. And that's exactly what they've done here thus far. And my gut feeling, knowing that they haven't established any women's tag teams at all, and the ones that do exist, uh, like Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop, not that that's a team I've been losing any sleep over, but the one that actually does exist, you beat in a couple of seconds here. So... There clearly doesn't seem to be any moving toward getting the women's tag division reestablished. I think it's best that you just stop asking about it because it's not going to happen. Do you think that they should bring the titles back or do you think we should just do without? I don't think you can bring it back without a division. And I feel like that was the problem with the division in the first place was that they were like, hey, women's tag titles. And everybody went with what? You have, like, one tag team. And they're like, oh, we have all these tag teams. We have, and they just started, like, making up tag teams. And it's like, but you don't actually have a division. You're just making up tag teams for the sake of having this first Elimination Chamber match. And then after that, um, eventually, you know, you had the Iconics and Becky, or Bailey and, uh, and Sasha. But for the most part... They never really did anything to establish solid teams. Like, if you look at every women's tag title match from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, by the next WrestleMania, all the teams involved were not teams anymore. Uh, like, anybody remember that Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose were a tag team? No, oh, I remember that. I remember that because they had them walk out and walk, <laughs> out, walk in, walk out. I remember that. I was, I had to talk about that for weeks, Will. Yes. That was another moment of my, you know, I, you know what? I'm just, I'm just sitting here with all the moments of my life that I've wasted. Yeah. So, point being that. Uh, Will, we're not going to be young forever. I know. The women's tag division is uh i don't know if there's a reason to bring it back right now because there isn't the division to have titles for if you had a tournament right now you would have to just make up a bunch of teams randomly um you or you can call up every team from nxt that's really the only way i could see it happening but otherwise uh no no there's no need for it right now uh this is the cruiserweight title in 07 to me 
The division is just too slim. All right, guys. So yeah. we got two more matches to talk about, and we got tons of super chats to get into. So let's get into the six man tag team match. Uh, we had the Usos and Omas take on the Street Profits and our truth. I mean, this was a long little bit here of interruption. Uh I was gonna go mad. I couldn't think of the word. I was I was thinking <laughs> so low-key, my brain just switched from English to Spanish right now, and I couldn't get back. <laughs> All right. I've always been curious about that. Hold on. I have somebody bilingual. I was gonna I say the to. usos a través. I don't know what the hell. I was gonna say the usos cut a promos a través. I don't know why my brain just switched. That's so great. I just went on such a freaking rant about this freaking maximum male models. I don't even know what I'm. I'm like Buzz Lightyear. I, I, I have two questions for you. Languages. Yeah. Two questions for you, and I love yeah. that. By the way, that's like my favorite Buzz bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Toy Story Three. But. Uh, <laughs> Question number one, Denise Salcedo. Been meaning yeah. to ask you this for a really long time. What language do you primarily think in? English, 100%, okay. except when I'm mad. When I'm mad or I'm really interested in something or I'm talking shit, oh, you should hear me go off, man. <laughs> you should hear me. Or when I'd like to, when I like to mess around, and there's certain things that, like, you can, like, some stuff they just don't make sense in English. Like, if I were to say them in Spanish, they mean one thing, and then you translate it into English, and it's a totally different thing. So there are certain things for certain situations where I'm like, oh, I gotta say this in Spanish, you know, like it's that's just the only way that it makes sense to me but uh 100 percent english unless, you 100% think in english unless yeah well because even when i speak spanish i think it in my head in my head in english and then translate it into spanish i don't know it just happens interesting i'll not explain it but right now I do you ever dream in spanish no i've never dreamt in spanish Ooh. but that's how you know when i'm really mad though <laughs> like when i'm really mad i'll just freaking start going up and be like no fucking <laughs> you never heard me piss well on the phone <laughs> like freaking going off man okay like that's when it's freaking time <laughs> but anyway sorry i just couldn't think of the word for a second i had that happens too to me sometimes sometimes i can't think of the the English way to say a Spanish word or the Spanish way to say an English word. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't even know any language. I'm just dumb. All right. So anyways, the Usos cut a promo. They call themselves a broken record coming out on SmackDown on Raw. They say the same things. Well, uh, basically, you know, dominating both shows, according to them. Okay. So they mock the Street Profits about their loss at the Money in the Bank. And afterwards, the Street Profits interrupt. Then we have our truth interrupt. Then Omaz and MVP interrupt. And this eventually leads into the match that we got here. Uh, we had some good moments in here. Uh some funny ones i think when uh mvp was telling omaz who's the giant who's the giant and omaz was all i'm the giant i'm the giant I yeah it's it. like when you're talking I to a three-year-old and you're like who who's a giant you like tickle him a little yeah. bit yeah that's great <laughs> that was funny um i you know i thought that everything that we saw by montez i really liked the moment where he did like where you you know obviously it's a lot of the same stuff that he does but when he hits the insecurity followed by the standing moonsault just looked really great specifically extra today um Omaz did end up getting the win for his team uh overall how did you feel about this match and the lead up and uh I also want to ask you uh what are your thoughts on Omaz why do you ask me these things I don't want to give that because again I have to say positive so oh just say it in I got Spanish it. Will <laughs> all right no I'm gonna keep it positive Omaz is tall he, he is tall. That's yeah. really, there you go. No, I mean, I will say I met Omos back at WrestleMania weekend. And like when I say tall, I mean like this dude just like walked in the room and 
I, I have a picture from that night because uh, this was at Wale Mania. We were all like in VIP. And he just walks in and towers over the entire room. Like, you know, when you're at like a, a party or a club like that, and you're like trying to find your friends, but like literally you could just ask Omas to find them for you. And he just can see like down ev- uh, over everyone in that room. He's a very tall dude. I will give him credit for being tall. All right. Well, I'll That's take really that. Uh, This match, though, Um, I don't know. It was another bait and switch, which, like, we got that in the show already. So uh, that's kind of obnoxious. Uh, Because, like, I don't understand, like, baiting us out of Jimmy Uso versus Angelo Dawkins. Like, that's not exactly a match anybody was, like, itching for anyway. But it was like, oh, I could see enjoying this. Sure, why not? And then you still, like, baited us out of it anyway. Uh, which, if you had gone to um, uh, FightfulSelect.com, you would have seen that this was actually the match that was going to happen, as reported by Sean Ross Sapp earlier today. Uh, but that said, what was the reason for baiting us out of Jimmy Uso versus Angelo Dawkins? I, I don't understand that. Uh, and, yeah, the match was fine. Uh, it wasn't offensive. R-Truth is, is a referee now. Okay. All right, so let me get a couple of super chats and then we'll get into the main event. And then we got way more super chats to read after that. So here we go. Uh, the bad one, Jam Beard says, uh, think SummerSlam will be AJ Logan versus Miz and Ciampa, possibly. Uh, they've been doing that a lot with Miz to a lot of tag team matches for the big pay per view. So I think so. Um, let's see, we got Maddie Patton here who says, uh, I don't mind Theory being the guy in the future as long as he still isn't an insufferable butthead. I actually pretty much agree with what Maddie here says. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like something has to change. Like, I see the potential in him, sure. I, I see what a lot of people see. But as far as how he's presented on screen right now, if you put the WWE Championship on him right now, uh, and they don't, I don't think they're going to do it right now. I don't think, I don't see an end for Roman's reign for a while. And if it is, it's going to be Cody. Uh, but that said, there's got to start being some evolving of who he is as a character, right. who he is as a person, and who he is evolving on screen. And I'm not seeing that yet. And I'm not even seeing the motioning towards it. And the way the show ended. Yeah, we'll get there in a sec. But uh, We also got the bad one, Jam Beard, who says, it feels like they are trying to build theory into the next Cena, but without the rise that Cena had to do against the main eventers. We got another one from Gabagool, who says, uh, CrossFit Jesus steals theory money in the bank and cash in at SummerSlam. Uh, stop the dump, Sean. Oh, I, I was reading that incorrectly. I, I thought it meant stop. I, I was reading that so wrong. I was reading <laughs> uh, stop the dump housing. I don't know where I was, th- where I got housing from. My brain just went an entirely different direction. All right. Okay. So we got those super chats in. Uh, let's go ahead and might as well bring up this main of this match because this was technically for that match there. Uh, the match we were talking about is the Bobby Lashley riddle match against Seth Rollins and Theory. Uh, there was a couple of good moments during this, like the rapid fire kicks that Matt Riddle does. I always love those i love seeing whenever bobby tosses anybody into the ring pose he did that to seth rollins today it always looks pretty uh pretty good uh dolph ziggler returned in the middle of this match with a suit he uh, comes down he sits down he watches this match uh beautiful we have a beautiful uh frog splash from seth rollins by the way that i do want to go ahead and mention really quickly uh we see bobby lashley spear seth into the barricade uh theory tries to uh, cheat by getting his foot on the ropes dolph ziggler 
pushes them out of the way. RKO hits the uh, RKO. Riddle hits the RKO and gets the win for his team. Then Dolph comes in and essentially uh, lays out theory at the end. Uh, thoughts on this, Will? Uh, for some I'll reason, go. I was going to call you Riddle right now. <laughs> some thoughts on this, Will? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we'll back up a second. So there's a backstage segment before all of this where, uh, speaking of Stranger Things, hey, they got to get a Stranger Things drop in uh, Raw because Bobby Lashley was backstage with Riddle and... Like, I get it, Riddle is, like, supposed to be uh, an idiot. But also, like, he beat Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship, if I remember correctly. I know it was a three-way. But at the end of the day, Riddle did, at one point, win his United States Championship from Lashley. I'm bringing this up because Riddle can't get a shot at the world title. So, like... I was just feeling in the segment, wouldn't it make sense for him to at least like want some semblance of Bobby Lashley? And he's just like, not, but like I said, I get it. He's, he's supposed to be, um, riddle and not exactly all there. Uh, the match itself was, uh, I'm going to be honest. Once Ziggler entered the picture, and you can honestly, this is one of those evergreen phrases that you could repeat for the last like five years of Ziggler's career. Once Ziggler entered the picture, I lost interest. Um, and, uh, you can also use that. If you tweeted that, Twitter would come at you so hard. Oh, I know. I once, tweeted, I once tweeted how funny I found it that Ziggler um, in... Uh, t- at the end of, what was it, 2017, he won the United States title. And then for no reason at all, vacated the belt. Z- just the following Tuesday, just dropped the belt. And then returned and uh, wanted to be inserted into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I remember just tweeting, like, what fucking idiot would give up a title and be like, oh, but I definitely want this trophy that hasn't mattered ever. Uh, and... People came at me like I didn't realize there were Ziggler fans like that who were like that no, happens Dolph's- to me all the time. People you think wouldn't have fans, they have fans. <laughs> and, and like that sounds really sad, but it's true. Like I don't understand what Ziggler's role is here. Like last we saw him, he was facing Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship, or maybe we saw him somewhere in between, and I just completely forgot. But last I checked, that was what Ziggler was doing. He was in NXT with. Uh, with Braun Breaker, NXT title, uh, and <laughs> like in the chat said, uh, he just really wanted a statue of Andre in his house. That had to be it, right? Because like, why would you give up the United States title and then be like, but actually, this trophy is something I'm after. Um, so there's, uh, once he entered, I thought, whether it's Bobby Lashley, whether it's Riddle, whether it's Seth Rollins, whether it's Theory, there is nobody in this match I have any interest in seeing Dolph Ziggler up against. And I once gave Dolph Ziggler Wrestler of the Year. For those who don't know me that well, I've been doing this 17 years. In 2010, I thought Ziggler was the best performer in pro wrestling in 2010. I thought that man was just killing it, and I thought it was just a matter of time before he stepped up to the next level and became a main event player. Dolph Ziggler was that guy to me. To say that ship has sailed, that ship sailed so far 
that it has gone around the world and back and then sailed again. That's how long and far gone that ship for Dolph Ziggler is. It is gone. So, like, the idea of a Monday Night Raw in 2022 ending with Dolph Ziggler standing over Theory. And, like, I have all the questions now. What the hell is this? Theory is in a feud. He has a match with Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Where does Ziggler fit in here? What is this? I agree. And it's takes like that that would get people to come at you because you have to love everybody, Will. You have to be a, <laughs> everybody has to be the best and you got to be interested in everything. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not a fan of Dolph Ziggler by any means, but you can't have somebody at a certain level for such a long time and then expect us to see them in a different light. I'm sorry. No, you can't. Uh, and I, and to just try to do it with the snap of a finger. Like, you didn't even, right. like, gradually build Ziggler up. You're just like, hey, here he is to close out Monday Night Raw again. I mean, unless you count the stuff that he did on NXT. That's the recent stuff that he did, which is terrible. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I will say I don't review Raw, but I do keep up with it. Like, you would have to pay me to watch NXT 2.0 on the regular. It's it's not going to happen. I catch it every once in a while when, like, people on Twitter. Look, uh, Will. Will, Will. People on Twitter will tweet at me and they'll go. (laughs) I'll tell you this much. There are certain weeks, and I swear to God, there are certain weeks where I can tolerate NXT 2.0 over SmackDown. And that's a freaking hot take right there. That, that, but, like, here's the thing. Can't tweet that either. I get tweets that have said to me, I've get DMs, I've had people say to me, look, man, you just got to give NXT 2.0 a chance. And because uh, I gave it a chance when it first started. There's and I was like, you know what? Misses. I was like, this show is not for me. And that's okay. I'm going to watch shows that are for me. Uh, and then I get people who are like, no, 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 you would really like NXT. And maybe I just keep picking the wrong weeks. But every single time I tune in, <laughs> I come out of it going, in what universe was that for me? Like, who... Do you know me at all? That show didn't appeal to me at all. I Will, hated that. <laughs> Will, you're a fan of that Maximum Males models stuff. Let's get into these chats because we got a zillion of them. I need to get Let's through get these. Joe Wood says, always catch the Rob Post show. I got diagnosed with COVID yesterday, so I'm stuck in the house for the next five days. So I'm looking forward to the show. Dude, I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Thank you for coming in here and watching. Uh, we got Amir F, and who and I are going to beef right now, says, Will, Denise doesn't know good humor. She didn't even like scissor me daddy ass. No, it was stupid. And before you get all freaking high and mighty on me, uh, I will tell you that. No, that absolutely deserves a mute. No, that no, deserves a mute. No, it does not. Okay. <laughs> yes, it Will, does. Will. That deserves a mute. Scissor me daddy ass is the best thing. Like, honestly. Why? If, why? If, Tell me why. Go. You know what? I'm going to give you the floor, Will. Explain. You can't explain. Scissor me, daddy ass. It's just great. Look, I tweeted after immediately after the turn last week. I tweeted, R.I.P. Scissor me, daddy ass. And that's been my best performing tweet probably of 2022. Um, it's scissor me, daddy ass. Who hates scissor me daddy ass? I can't believe you don't like scissor me daddy ass. It's one of those phrases that, with zero context, is the funniest thing imaginable simply because you can't explain that phrase to anybody without having to go down a complete rabbit hole of what professional wrestling even is. That would make 
no sense to literally anyone to say scissor me daddy ass that phrase friggin rules i am shocked and appalled that denise salcedo is not a fan of scissor me daddy ass look at me i'm laughing so hard i'm falling off my chair it's not funny i need more this is not it's not funny and let me ask you where does this how do you do you find this maximum male model segment as funny as scissor me daddy ass or are these not in the, not in the ass? same stratosphere we're, scissor we're, me okay, scissor me daddy just, ass. just continue to prove my point about this max, maximum male models thing look maximum male models is like a dumb thing on a show i don't enjoy but but the bar me is dead. so low, and you're literally you're. This is like a hill you're like dying on right now. You're literally willing to die on maximum male models was funny, especially yes, I'm specifically talking about the the modeling segment. Yes, um, like I said, on a show that I thoroughly do not enjoy. Like I said, I get enjoyment out of Raw every once in a while, especially since Cody had debu uh, debuted in WWE. I was having a lot of fun with Raw from WrestleMania till about three weeks ago, right? Um, SmackDown isn't a show I've enjoyed since the draft. I think they gutted SmackDown, and it has been some miserable television for way longer than people realize. So on a show that like I genuinely don't have fun watching, if something stupid happens on that show, that's pretty much all I could take away from it. That said, Scissor Me Daddy Ass is... Two seconds, not well, even two seconds, you can't a second and a half. On everything being funny, you gotta pick, man. You gotta pick, okay? Scissor me, daddy ass was something. It was a second and a half catchphrase that, again, without context, makes zero sense. With context, actually makes a whole lot of sense, right? Where you have Billy Gunn and Mr. Ass and they do the scissoring thing. But. It's not funny. But with zero context, is fantastic. It's not funny. Either way, it's not funny. I'm sorry. Okay. And a big part of it was Anthony Bowens' delivery also. I also thought okay, that well, was... Okay, well, then if you need a special person to make the delivery, it should be funny with whoever says it. Say scissor me daddy ass. Scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> what? This is actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I said it all scary. Yes. Scissor me daddy ass. No, hold on. I'm going to do it in my most serious voice. Scissor me daddy ass. I can't say it now. Yeah, no. <laughs> say, I can't David, be serious. I can't be serious. You can't be serious because it's great and fucking funny. Scissor me daddy ass. I have to close my eyes. <laughs> but it just sounds really bad coming from me, I think. It just sounds really bad. Like someone's going to use that and make like a trailer for my OnlyFans page or something. <laughs> You just know it, Will. You yes, I do. And it. I think this would be know great. It. Someone's going to make a fucking compilation and be like, oh, Denise wants daddy ass to scissor. Uh, she's starting to see it. She's starting to no, see I'm the absurdity I'm of the phrase. The moment, okay? No, I'm but laughing. you recognize that out of context, no. the phrase is fucking hilarious because it's one of those things that just makes no, no I'm sense laughing without it. at the ridiculousness that is social media okay and how people can clip something out and make a big whole blah, blah, blah about it when in reality it's something else whatever i, okay, I, I see people now. lighting up by the way at you just mildly hinting at the idea of having an only fans and I the chat is like an and the chat is like wait what she's her trailer gonna, for her what i'm gonna call it can you name uh, your only fans where is it like would it be like if you had an OnlyFans page, could it be like 
Will Washington's Wonderland? Like, can you name it, or has it has it have to be like Will Washington? Um, like, if you're I, creating an OnlyFans page, would it be Will Washington, or can you give it a fancy name like Will Washington's Wonderland? I don't know. Um, okay, I well, don't I'm know. gonna call my OnlyFans page "Scissor Me Daddy Ass." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> sponsored by Maximum Male Models. <laughs> by the way, this is not happening. Moving on. Everybody's like hoping for your uh, oh, your no. your okay, step post content. <laughs> no, no, but presented by step host. All right, meet Normus sends in a humper chat saying. Hello there. Didn't watch Raw because I have four sisters just like the Bob, just like Bobby Lashley, and I can't get past Vince's grossness. Step post, cut the shit out. Crown will mute her, Mr. Washington. See, here's the problem. Sean gave her the ability to unmute herself for this particular uh, presentation. I could have muted of- you at any point during the show, but I'm not afraid of other people's words like you and Sean are. I don't got to mute. I'm sorry, what was that? Just had a bunch of dead air. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to speak. Anyways, thank you so much to Matt Normus for sending that in. Uh, We got another super chat from Raul Ortega who says, Denise and Will for the Quizlemania Tag Team Championships. Grapsity entered the Forbidden Door. Thanks to me, by the way. I invited you and brought you on the show. I was like, bring Will into the show. I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse that you were like, let me invite Will onto the show to make an ass out of him. Like, that doesn't make well, me feel I better. I didn't know you were going to be the final person. That was First the plan, off, regardless I... of who the person was going to be. I happen to know Denise, I guess. Uh, so that put Wait, me ahead. Now, why just say my name like that? I said Denise. You had a segment called Denise. Oh, you said it. Oh, I was like, why are guessing, you saying my name like that? Guessing Denise. For those who haven't watched Quizlemania, watch it. Yes, it was uh, it was something. All right, thank you so much to Raul. We got another one from Brett J. Rasmus Rasmus Rasmussen. <laughs> says just like at Forbidden Door, we did agree that Will truly is the rightful Quizlemania champion. Again, it was so wonderful to see you two in Chicago, and I love seeing you two on this review. Our friends, thank you yeah. so much, Brett. Appreciate that. Yeah, and I then- guess Denise and I are friends. I mean, you're coming to my wedding. This is your chance for revenge. You should trip me while I'm walking down the aisle and be like, scissor me, daddy, daddy ass. <laughs> As I'm on the floor. While I'm on the floor, just whisper, scissor me, daddy ass. Yes. <laughs> the bad one, Jambeard, says, do we talk? Do do we have to talk about Raw? Can't we just talk about the upcoming Fighter Fest and how Takeshita, Tekesh- am I saying that right? It's going yes. to shock. Can you help me teach? Them? How do you help me say it properly? Yeah. Kanosuke Takeshita. Takeshita. Yes. Takeshita. It takes me a while. Anyways, thoughts on this, Will? Um, look, man, I love Kanosuke Takeshita. I look, I am a very simple wrestling fan. I all I need in this life. Of no, all you need is, in this all this you're a very simple wrestling fan. All you need is a dude standing on a platform modeling tennis gear. Continue on. Exactly. Will. It, very simple, right? I'm very simple to please. But no, seriously, if you just tell me two wrestlers that I like in a match uh, that is probably going to hump, I am all in. You don't need to give me much else. Look, I think that uh, I've been saying for a little while, and I'm seeing people jump on the train now, that 
uh, Moxley, to me, was the most present champion AEW had. And when I say that, I mean that uh, you look at Jericho. Jericho was present as well, but I feel like Moxley having that really long reign and really every chance they had, Moxley had matches on TV every week in a way that, like, Hangman... Um, I like Hangman. I'm a really big Hangman Adam Page fan, but I can recognize that in his reign, he definitely felt absent a lot of the time. And, like, here we are, Moxley, champion again. And right off the bat, they're like, okay, he's champ. The following two or Wednesday, he's going to be a blood and guts. The week after that, he's going to defend the title against Brody King. And the week after that, he's going to have a match with Kanosuke Takeshita. And I'm like... This is what I want. I just want a champion who's present, who's there all the time, and as long as he's champ, he's gonna be wrestling. And I'm a, I'm stoked for that. So Takeshita Moxley, uh, I'm happy. Good stuff. Next one we got here is from uh, Alex Diaz, who says, guys, let's say in 2023, there's a WWE versus AEW Super Show. I know probably not going to happen. LOL. What are your top three matches on the show? It's simple: Vince McMahon versus Tony Khan. <laughs> what? extreme can't have 20, it in death match <laughs> 2023 um i mean next uh, year <laughs> uh, i was gonna say hopefully that's stephanie versus tony at that point but um oh that's sure hey i mean that'd be groundbreaking <laughs> in multiple ways we'd have an intergender <laughs> yeah uh, an, uh, an intergender death match against uh ceos owners whatever it would have to me be a match that we couldn't get otherwise because it's like yeah we could go with brian danielson representing aw but like he was literally in WWE right. a year ago right? right so i would say the the marquee match has to be kenny omega versus roman reigns literally just to settle that once and for all get the internet just completely divided that's the one you have to yeah. go with and good luck trying to get tony <laughs> and maybe vince or stephanie to agree on who should go over in that match Flip a coin. I would make them sign a contract to make a coin toss decide the winner. And, <laughs> and you have to go with the results of the coin toss. Awesome. Well, we got some good stuff in here, but I still say Tony Khan versus Vince McMahon in a death match is the proper way to go about this. That's how you go today. Uh, D'Lo digs. Just uh, overdo the uh, Vince's Viagra doses, and then uh, that's how Tony wins. D'Lo digs me, uh, who's been a member for 17. Um, <laughs> I like how I like how Luis just threw in Spanish here and made me translate right in the dot. Uh, D'Lo Diggs has been a member here for Unfightful for 17 months. Uh, says main roster man, this raw was a miss for me. Yeah, I agree. Anything else? Nope. Okay, let's get into Sheldon Jackson's here, who says this show tonight made me go out loud. I wish it was Wednesday because this was garbage. I'm gonna need them to go back to the drawing board and try again. We have, well, I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm in. They did. The uh, There was a match announced for Raw that was hyped all week, which was Theory versus Riddle. And then this morning, the match was changed to this tag match. This is them going back to the drawing board, and this is what you got. The bad one, Jambeard, says, MMM going to design the tux for Denise's guy, and they'll also be groomsmen. Nah, he would need the tux like Angel Garza, so just like you take off the pantalon, it's just like that. Simple. Did you get what I just said, Will? I, I did. Just... I, I, I know what pantalones mean. It was mean. supposed yeah. to be a dirty I, joke. I get that. Although, if he Thank did that. Thank you for that... not popping for my dirty joke. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't funny. Uh, but <laughs> oh, pardon <laughs> me. <laughs> but if... Fine, then uh... I'll do it like this. <laughs> See, that's hilarious. Okay. 
Um, My fingers are frozen. I can't even move them right now. Um, if he did do that at your wedding, though, uh, 10 out of 10. What? Take off his pants? Yes, at the no, wedding. Not for the honeymoon, bro. No, wedding. Do it for the show. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sheldon no, now imagine if Maximum Males was the angle for Adam Cole, then Ellie Knight deserves better than this. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. No picture had a cold. What do you <laughs> What do you think they'd name him? Would he be uh, Adam cuz they'd have to give him a name. Ah Cole. Uh Apple. I don't I don't know, but like the idea of Adam Cole. Like would it be would it still be funny if it was Cole there doing that? Would it still be funny? Not nah, be disgraceful. It'd be depressing. I mean, it's depressing all around, regardless of who's there. I mean, look, I do feel, like, bad for L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him in this particular role, because I don't think he necessarily feels like his in-ring career was, like, done. Uh, And it definitely didn't. I'm sure if you told him pre-signing a contract with WWE, hey, listen, I know you're doing this thing, like you've made a name for yourself, Impact, you've had gold, you've been a world champion, but listen, we want you to present male models. I'm sure he would have turned down the contract immediately. I recognize that. That said, it's fucking funny. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Oh, man, Will. All right. The bad one, Jambeard, says someone should clip that and send it to MMM website for Denise's audition. No, it's for dudes. I ain't a dude. Male models. Okay, Maximum. fine. Well, regardless, it does not qualify me. I do not qualify. If Dominic does turn, oh, this is from Nick D, who says, if Dominic does turn heel, will he go to the route of Eddie? Will he, like oh, father, will he like son. Eddie? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, I mean, what's the route of Eddie? Because uh, we've had successful Eddie heel turns and we've had kind of unsuccessful Eddie heel turns. So like, what does that mean? Do you mean like Eddie 05 where um, he just goes like, I'm your poppy mode. And like Ray is like, that's not physically possible because you are my son. (laughs) Um, Or does he, uh... so I don't know. Cause like, I I think of, there's a couple of Eddie heel turns I think of. Cause like, I remember when Eddie turned heel in 03 uh, and he turned on Tajiri and then that's where like the lies, cheat and steal stuff like really kicked in, and the fans loved it so much that he was back to babyface within like two months. And so uh, I almost consider that a little bit of a fail of a heel turn. Uh, I don't think if he joins Judgment Day, you can't really make him funny. So no, I think he would have to go kind of dark, sadistic. Really, I just want him to change the way he presents himself, and that can go. A lot of different ways. Thank you so much to Nick D. We got uh, one from RH who says, uh, Denise Vogue remixes have entered the chat. Fabulous. And we have another super chat or pumper chat or whatever chat from Vlob who says, uh, Denise trying to compete with Christian for hater of the year. Yeah, Silky Johnson over here. Um, That's about it. And that's about it. Okay. The bad one, Jambeard, who says, I'd rather see Omega versus Len- Omega versus Lesnar instead of Roman. I kind of would, too. No lie. If you gave me the two options between those two, I probably would. The problem to me with... Uh, I feel like I might get some originality out of a 
Roman and Kenny match, whereas my brain kind of immediately sees what the Lesnar and Kenny match is, and that to me feels like it's it's going to be um, Kenny getting dumped on his head for five minutes, and then Kenny making like a resilient comeback that the crowd kind of gets into, and then shuts down with an F five. Like as much as I like the AJ and Brian and Balor matches, I do recognize that at their core they're kind of all the same. Uh, but I feel like we'd get something a little bit different out of Omega and Roman. All right. And we got one from Amir Epps. It says, can you end the show? It's scissor me step hose. Oh, God. God. All right. Well, let's get to this next one. Uh, this is from. Uh, oh, who's this from? Oh, this is from Chris. Uh, Chris Piera, who says, um, Denise is crazy. Scissor me daddy ass is one of the funniest catchphrases in history of wrestling. Bruh. That's all I got to say. Y'all are reaching. All right. And we reaching. got- Are you kidding me? Look, it could be five years from now. And- well, well, I already got my bonus for this the- show. <laughs> five years from now. And it'll be one of those things that's just talked about in the history of the internet. And you remember that moment where, uh, you know, the shield had been broken up for a couple of years. And then we were just waiting for- um, Dean Ambrose to finally add his fist to the mix. And then finally, 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 the crowd popped. And it was like the shield is finally back together, right? I can just picture the moment where months of buildup, Anthony Bowens is just reaching out and nobody's reaching back to him. And then finally, in a moment, in his moment of glory, he reaches out and finally... Billy Gunn's hand reaches back in and he goes, scissor me, daddy ass. And the crowd loses their shit and uh, there's pyro confetti because we finally got the reunion that everybody's been looking for. Scissor me, daddy ass. Look, Billy Gunn turning last week was Seth Rollins turning on the shield. It was that moment where we recognized that the thing that we had loved for so long and that we didn't get long enough. Look, the shield lasted, what? A year and a half before we got a breakup, we didn't even get a year out of Billy Gunn and uh, the acclaimed. Scissor me, daddy ass. And he didn't even realize he needed to start saying scissor me, daddy ass till just like six weeks ago. It was another thing well, where. You're driving me nuts. I'm sorry, daddy ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We got a Humphrey chat here from Todd Starr who says, uh, not talking about Raw because I like myself too much to watch it, but I greatly recommend people watch Dark Tomorrow for Thunder Rosa versus Mio Yamashita from this past weekend. Uh, thoughts on this, Will? Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, I have in recent uh, years become a really big fan of Tokyo Joshi Pro to the point of where, um, yes, I did watch uh, Summer Sun Princess 22. And... Uh, I actually did think that Thunder Rosa versus me, uh, Yamashita was not only was it great, but it wasn't even the best match on the show. Main event was actually the best match on the show. So part of what I'm hoping that people take away from watching that match tomorrow on Dark, which there's a reason that match is taking place on Dark, but I'm going to save that for a place that's... Uh, I don't think I'm the proper person to report that. I'll say that. But uh, uh, so there's a 
Although, if you think about it, it'll really make sense. But, uh, so, I'm hoping that people come away from that match kind of pleased with what they see. And maybe, I don't know, go spend 10 bucks on a Wrestle Universe mm-hmm. membership. As a matter of fact, look, I don't recommend this because I think they deserve your money. But... If you don't know this, Wrestle Universe has a two-week free trial. You can literally just sign up and go watch Summer Sun Princess, which, like, if you're the type of guy who just likes seeing great matches between wrestlers you like, that is, like, the perfect kind of sit-down show because I think uh, that was just top to bottom an excellent show. I thought everybody came through. I think if you were ever curious what all the fuss with Maki Ito is about, um, this was kind of the show to see her perform on. Summer Sun Princess... 22 took place this past Saturday, uh, July 9th. And hopefully this match uh, airing on Dark does create some new Tokyo Joshi Pro fans because I'm pretty sure this is going to be the largest audience that a Tokyo Joshi Pro show has ever been in front of, uh, looking at how their videos all do. So here's hoping. Let's get a word from our sponsor. Thank you guys so much for watching this show wherever you are in the world. But no matter where you are in the world, you can be wherever you want to be with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click on all of your devices. Phone, laptop, desktop, PC, router, TV, doesn't matter. You get that threat protection as well. Block online trackers, block annoying pop-up ads and malware, and help protect yourself when you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi and you're traveling. But also when you're traveling, maybe you miss your shows at home. Maybe you've got a service and it says, oh, no, sorry, you can't watch that right now. You're out of the area. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can be wherever you want to be. You can also subscribe to a lot of services abroad that allow pay-per-views much more affordably than in the U.S. Get a great deal. Get a month off. And get a 30-day money-back guarantee with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. All righty. And we are going to about to wrap up the show. We're done. I already got my bonus. What, Will? Have you seen your mentions? I'll look at my mentions later. (laughs) Look, with that being said, (laughs) Will... We got to wrap up the show. I know. I just want to make sure. I'm 18 minutes over and I already got my bonus. Sean doesn't give me a second bonus. Oh, well. All right. Let's wrap. This is a fun show, though. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. Will, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, Well, for those of you who don't know me, as a matter of fact, what I'm going to do here is uh, let's just go ahead and get rid of uh denise salcedo again so uh for those of you who don't know me i forgot she can do that uh but i am will washington i host grapsity right here on fightful it airs every saturday live noon eastern 9 a.m pacific youtube.com slash fightful it's a lot of fun it's me it's righteous reg it's philip Lindsay, and we just have a blast every saturday also i host a show called day after dynamite that airs every wednesday thursday that's right because that's the day after dynamite i host day after dynamite every thursday on fightful overbook that's youtube.com slash fightful overbook stop by that show i have a lot of fun uh with that one as well and then i'm also the host of beyond the bells for uh women's wrestling army 
And you can find us over at W Wrestling Army. Um, that's the YouTube page, uh, or not YouTube, that's our Twitter. And yeah, just check out all the content Women's Wrestling Army is putting out. Um, they're doing great things for women's wrestling. I'm now reading everything that's at the bottom of my screen. Thank you, Denise Salcedo. And again, thank you, Denise Salcedo, for having me today. Bruh, you were just like, get the frick off my screen, you jobber. I need the whole floor to myself. That's right. Damn, bro, put my graphic back up. I'm keeping the rightful Quizzlemania champion up there, though. <laughs> All right, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I'll see you guys later. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching the show. Bye, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.